This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Elliott dodged the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Welcome into episode 103 of Press Pass. I'm Kayla Anderson. Alongside my co-host Joshua Perry, of course, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. We're already off to one of those starts, Joshua, where our uh, technical difficulties are rearing its ugly head again. But we're going to get through this. Hopefully, we get through this. I don't know if we're going to, but let's <laughs> let's hope we do. <laughs> and it, you know what? I don't need any other crap going my way when it comes to technology. I, I shared last week with Joshua that my Twitter was in fact hacked into. So if anybody follows me on social media on Twitter, you probably saw that uh, I was not on there for a while. And you may have even gotten a message from me that said, click on this. Uh, Don't (laughs) click on that. That was a link that was allowing hackers to get into your account. So that took me about two solid days to fix. And then I had to go back in and literally go through all the messages that this hacker sent out and I felt it was my duty to apologize or tell them do not click on the link or if you did you need to change your password so that took mm-hmm. me a good lengthy amount of time to do that and then I found out Joshua I don't think I told you this but the next day I come into work and I was going to put our latest episode up on my website that I uh, invested in about a year and a half ago and it is all corrupted oh nice so yeah, so now I'm in the middle of fixing that project, which uh, cost me savings to even start. So it, it's just not going good in the terms of technology. So hopefully, Joshua, your week was better than mine. Yeah, I'm we don't, hoping. we don't, we don't do this tech thing. I'll tell you that much. Um, I got one of those, hey, open me, I'm spam virus <laughs> messages from you. So I knew not to open it. And in fact, I texted you the one day just to make sure you were aware of what was going on. You did. The the spammers got James Laurinaitis and Clay Hall, who uh, works in local media here in Columbus as well. So Ooh. you weren't the only victim of this recent Hi. social media hacker 
Yeah. I don't know what you want to call it, but they, they're out, people. They're out. They are out in full force. So I'm just letting you guys all know, just a warning to you. Don't click on anything suspicious. I actually didn't click on anything. I just didn't change my password in a long time. So that's Ooh. the other suggestion I make is to change your password. If you haven't, I'd update your passwords on social media platforms often um, and always, especially right now since these hackers are out. Well, they did not hack into anything in our podcast because we've got that all locked down. And so we're going to continue today with a lot of new information coming out over the past couple of days. We're going to start, as always, with our AP poll this week, which has been shaken up a little bit. Alabama now in that number one spot with 59 first place votes. And then coming in at number two is Notre Dame, who we'll talk about in a moment with two first place votes ahead of Ohio State, which I'll get your thoughts on in a minute, uh, with one first place vote this week, more than they did last week. Um, Clemson comes in at four, Texas A&M five, Florida six. Uh, Cincinnati dropping to the seven spot. Not sure if I agree with that. BYU coming in at eight, Miami nine. And Indiana, yes, folks, we're not talking about a basketball poll here. We're talking about the AP football poll with Indiana in the top 10. Speak to me. Speak to me, Joshua Perry. And you know I always got something to say about these. (laughs) Um, So Alabama has earned the number one spot thus far, so I'm not going to be too upset about that. Um, we'll get into the Notre Dame game itself, but I would ask people if Vegas were creating a betting line for Ohio state, Notre Dame neutral site, who's going to be favored as of today. And I think Vegas would say that Ohio state would win that game. And I would agree with Vegas. Sure. And like I said, we'll get into the, the, the details, the meat of Notre Dame as it is right now, but I, I don't think that they're the number two team in America. And I, I truly, honestly, I don't, I don't think Clemson is necessarily number four either with what they, they were dealing with as a team. Again, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine with Texas A&M at five. I'm fine with Florida at six. It's just such a weird year. I feel like nobody outside of the top few teams really stands out. Um, Cincinnati, I think, I mean, anywhere in the top 10 that they fall, you know, in that five, six, seven range, I think would be fine for them. I don't know if they would beat, Florida or Texas A&M on a neutral field, but I, I think it'd be pretty damn close. Indiana is better than number 10. I think they beat Miami if they were playing at a neutral site today. Um, I don't think Miami's that good. They almost got beat by, was that NC State on, was that Thursday night or Friday I night for everybody to see? Friday? Yeah. Friday, I think. So... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I watch Indiana every weekend. I, I just, I really, I think they're a great football team. I think they need a little bit more respect than number ten. I'll, I'll, I'll ask this question, and then we can move off of this. But if Indiana was Wisconsin, was Nebraska, was even maybe Minnesota, was Michigan or Penn State, they would be ranked higher than ten, sitting at three and zero after beating. Penn State and Michigan but Mm -hmm. since Mm -hmm. they're Indiana they're sitting there at number 10. Yeah and I think that that's a lot to do with we talk about always the name and you just listed out off some names there in terms of programs um, that get a little bit more respect and and I think Indiana being a program that has never really had a, a lot of success 
on the football side of things, I could see that voters are probably being a little skeptical and not saying that's the right thing, especially in 2020 when um, you're putting like teams like BYU in there. Why aren't you being skeptical about BYU? So um, I guess here, and I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, but like here's my response to all of the media skeptics that are like, oh, I don't know is you weren't skeptical putting Penn State at in preseason number 10 or top 10 or whatever, mm-hmm. and they suck. Mm-hmm. You weren't skeptical putting Michigan in preseason top 15, and they absolutely suck. Which you know we what I'm talked saying? about like, Michigan you, at, yes. at nauseum, that yes. they weren't that good. I mean, you weren't, you weren't afraid to put Oklahoma preseason top five, and they suck, and you weren't afraid to put Texas preseason top 10 or top 15 yep. or whatever they were, and they're terrible. So you shouldn't be afraid to give Indiana their proper due after yeah. you've seen them play really good football and yeah. beat some good college football brands. So that's all I'll say to that. No, I, and I, I don't disagree with you on that. And you know, being a voter, I think you really have to follow these teams closely, especially this year. And I, I know what it takes to be an AP voter. I've told you guys this again. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of extra work. And if you're just going and watching the highlights or hearing that a team won here or there, and then you're, you're not really doing the due diligence of putting in the work, um, sometimes this is the result of it, right? Sure. That's, that's my thoughts. I'm not blaming it on the voters completely. I'm not saying, you know, that about all the voters, but it just, it, to me, it looks like people are still kind of holding that, the name thing. Definitely. I mean, brands matter in college football and that's the big thing is brands matter. And it's, it's unfair because you get into these situations, but I, I understand it. But I think also after having a sample size, if, if you were a voter who was willing to put in a team who is now admittedly terrible, you should be willing to take the risk of putting a team that you've seen start off their season on fire, maybe a little bit higher than what you think they should be because you gave that same benefit of the doubt to the brand early on. Exactly. No, that that's very, very true. So we'll see um, how that all shakes out. Who does Indiana have this weekend, Joshua? Indiana? I don't know. Let me pull up my old trust. I know, because I was, I, was, I was having a discussion. We also, I work with a guy who is an Indiana grad. So he's he's been excited the past two weeks. He's come over Michigan to Michigan State. Michigan State. Okay, well, that, you know. It Indiana, should be a dub. It should be an easy dub. It should be. So, it's just, it's really crazy, um, you know, seeing some of these Big Ten non-traditional teams um, have success this year. I think it's quite fun. I like it. I, I wish that the other teams like Penn State and Michigan, because they're big-time names, would would not be losing big-time games. But, you know, that's what we get in, in this type of a season. Uh, because when it comes down to it, you want the Big Ten to be as strong as possible, right, Joshua? Right, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into the game that shook everybody up this past weekend. If you were a Clemson fan or on the opposite side, shook you up in a good way if you're a Notre Dame fan. Because we knew that these two, um, when they met this year, it was a game that was going to be talked about no matter what. And I know when we talked before Trevor Lawrence was ruled out for this game, you still were convinced that Clemson with Trevor Lawrence and we didn't have any think, thought of him not playing at the time would beat Notre Dame. Sure. And so it all plays out. He can't play in this game either because of the pr- whole protocol situation, although he was on the sideline. And so DJ 
uh, Uliangalale was at the quarterback position again for Clemson. And look, Joshua, Uliangalale is like 6'4", 200-something pounds. This is like a, this is a good quarterback. Yeah, he's a guy. This is a guy. and The guy can run. He's mobile. If you've watched him over the past two games, you see, you know, why this guy came to Clemson. Plus, his dad is a bodyguard. It's like one of the coolest stories ever. His dad's like a bodyguard for some of the biggest celebrities in the world. And like, oh, traveled. I saw the photo of like him with Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Lucky this duck. is awesome, right? right? I mean, hello, this is a cool story within itself. But anyway, it's not like they downgraded immensely without Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so Notre Dame comes in. These this this was a great game. I mean, I watched it from start to finish. Ends up, you know, Notre Dame goes on to win 47-40 in overtime. And I wanted to pick your brain and your get your thoughts on this. Is Notre Dame a better team than we thought it was with a win over Clemson now? Yes, but they're still not better than Clemson. I know that's going to sound just like the stupidest thing because they just beat them. But hear me out here. So Notre Dame, I was one of those people, you know, I'm like the uh, – the I hate brands guy. Um, yeah. And so like every brand who I think is overrated, I just rail. And, oh, me- you know, that's what we do. So, yeah, I love doing that. Yeah. And so we were killing <laughs> Notre Dame. And, you know, I was saying that I basically called them trash. And I said that they were vastly overrated. And I still halfway stand by that. Yeah. Um, and I was going based off the fact that Notre Dame in my lifetime has had up to Saturday, never beaten a number one team. Yes. In my lifetime, I had never seen it. So I had no reason to believe it was going to happen. Sure. And they did in, was it two overtimes? And without a Heisman candidate quarterback and without three starters on Clemson's defense. That's how they did it. Yeah. And on their home field, mind you. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so I believe that if we played this game neutral site mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is available they're full strength on defense I don't think it's very close I really don't I'm, and I'll stand by that like people are gonna say oh JP you're a hater I, I, yes <laughs> play a hater <laughs> over here like Hello. yeah I'm, I'm hating but Notre Dame to answer your question they are better than what I thought they were they are yeah. not an elite team still I would hardly say they're elite. Yeah, I have a hard time. Look, give credit where credit was due in terms of that game and them being able to battle. But again, Notre Dame didn't blow anyone out of the water. It was Clemson's game to take in several situations. Um, And Notre Dame, you know, was able to fight back and win this game. So it wasn't like this was a blowout. And I, 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 I like some of their position players. I mean, you gotta love baby Gronk at tight end. I mean, that guy's phenomenal. I, I already like see him playing in the league at like, if he were to go in the league right now, I think he could play <laughs> like ridiculous, but yeah, I, we had that. I'll tell you what, we had that conversation in the green room on Saturday. Oh, did you? Yes. Because Howard Griffith, who's a part of our studio crew, his son, uh, Houston plays for Notre Dame. And so he's very familiar oh, with their roster. Yeah. And we were a cat play and we were like hey man like <laughs> hey 
what's up with this guy? Like, do you think right? you can play in the league right now? And his one criticism was that he's not an inline point of attack kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I fired right back at him. I said, half of the, the tight ends balling out in the league <laughs> right now don't ever get in a three-point stance or not in line, right? guys. Um, he's a baller. He's a baller. I, I will admit I had fun watching him. I mean, man, oh, yeah. man, he was good. But I think you're right, Joshua. And I just – I am not convinced on Notre Dame for the sheer fact that they have had these opportunities year in and year out. And they always do something – to mess things up, whether that be once they get in the playoffs and just don't show up. So I just have that benefit. I don't, I, I can't give them a hundred percent benefit of the doubt that they're going to be a playoff team and they're going to be able to compete with something like an Alabama or an Ohio state or a Clemson again at full yeah, health. I don't think I'm right. with you. And I think it's okay that we're skeptical, even though Notre Dame just beat Clemson. I think it's okay that we are like this because where when have they ever proved to us that we should be saying that they are a favorite? They haven't. So until right. they do that, I'm going to continue to be skeptical about that. No, I agree. And it's like, it's the same unfair logic where it's like, you know, it's the same reason people rely on brands or it's the same reason people are skeptical of putting, you know, Indiana, for example, you know, at the number seven slot. Right. But, I feel like it's different in the fact that we've seen Notre Dame compete against wounded Clemson. We've seen Clemson at full strength yeah. and how different of a team that is than what the Clemson they played on Saturday was. And so I'm, I'm definitely with you. And, and again, like we're sitting here, we're having these conversations. We might get the rematch. Like who knows? We might get yeah, to see no, that exactly. again. Or we may never get to see it. We might, we might see Ohio State play Notre Dame and beat the brakes off of them. Like, sure. we have no idea what's going to happen. But it's always fun to have these conversations. Well, one thing that I was just, I could not believe I was seeing this. But if you guys watch the end of the game, first of all, I watched the students in the stands during the game. Mm. And there's a whole section and nobody mm. was social distancing. So I'm not quite sure where people think that these that these students are social distancing it's not happening i'm not understanding why these are rules but the rules aren't being abided by and so let's let's have this conversation though if you see the leader of your university in attendance at a super spreader event a known super spreader event then what incentive do you have as a young person to follow any of the rules or believe that the rules should apply to everyone. That's number one. And then number two, and I say this for every college campus, is I don't know what the highly paid, super academic people thought the outcome would be of putting thousands of young people into a confined place. Like, did you you think you were going to be able to avoid it? Did you think it was going to end well? Because I could have told you it wasn't. And so, like... As much as I question the decision-making of these young people because it was irresponsible, the more and more I question their leaders and their decision-makers for even allowing that to be a situation in the first place. Yeah, I don't blame, and that's the thing. I'm not really putting the blame on the students because especially I think when when there's a moment like that where everything just happens – there is no there's no thought process right they I mean, did what they were supposed to do yeah. in that situation yeah like 18, I, I can't 19. hardly blame them yeah no and, exactly. and how many times does your team 
beat the number one team yeah. in the nation. That's what right. college sports is about. Like that is why it's so fun. So yeah. like you can sit here and you can point fingers. Was it irresponsible? Sure. That's what they were supposed to do. Yeah. That's, that's, I, that's the reason why the big 10 doesn't allow students doesn't allow right. basically any fans in, into the stadium. Indiana, how many times would their fans have stormed fields already? Yeah. You know, it's like, no. And that's, yeah, you're right. But there was nothing put in place to at least try to prevent that. Like no. even some sort of a, a system where security guards, cause I heard there was like no secure. I mean, there was security, well. but it was like, you might as well had none. And I think my biggest concern in, when all of that went down was the players, yes. like the players in the middle of all of this, trying to get off the field with random people around half of them don't have masks on and you just beat Clemson. Okay, great. But if you're all out with COVID the next week, you're not well, playing to get, you know what I'm That's what I thought about. You've been on fields or, or basketball oh, yeah. courts when that's yeah. happened. And you yeah. understand you get like, caught. how, yes, you're, you're fighting yeah. through people. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. like they're mm-hmm. grabbing you and they're in yep. your face and they want to take a selfie and yep. like all these, and, and it's, it's impossible because everybody is trying to impede your ability to leave the field because they want to celebrate with you. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, the players, like, I mean, I, I would be in, you know, say whatever you want on either side of this COVID debate, but like, it would be a big surprise to me if there wasn't some sort of outbreak linked to mm-hmm. that post-game celebration. Just that's how viruses work. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think it's now we're just, we're really on thin ice right now and we'll get into that in just a moment but i just i wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of positive test that starts showing up and we could probably guess uh, where that came from well football is back we all are enjoying the fact that we're able to watch it each and every weekend well you might not be at the game this year but you will still be able to get on in on all the action on bet online bet online is going that extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you can get in on their season opening bonuses today Start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all those great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use that promo code BLUEWIRE. It is at betonline.ag. That is BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So I had just mentioned that we're skating on thin ice right now in terms of finishing off the season, getting in a championship game because... COVID-19 is on an extreme rise yes. nationwide and we have seen it in in every aspect of life right we've seen it in regular day life of where you're living we've seen it in the college football world the NFL all of these cases are rising and we're seeing more positive cases in the sports world each and every day so we had seen last weekend the Pac-12 who just started up play last weekend, already had two games canceled. So four teams didn't play their first game of the season, which pretty much, you know, for the Pac-12, you got to play every game to, yep. to have a chance at getting that college football playoff this year. Well, then um, we realized that over the past couple of days that the SEC now is is having another big burst in terms of outbreaks. Hmm. 
Um, Joshua just works. I mean, are, so, you, are you surprised you're down? No, I'm not South. surprised <laughs> one bit. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, so Auburn is the the game that will um, maybe be po- uh, paused with LSU because LSU now has more positive cases. Man, all right. So I'm I'm again not to cut you off. If I'm LSU, man, I would I would if I were a player down there, I'd probably get it on purpose. And not to be what? responsible here. Just people, to not play. But they the suck. Yes, the just know, to not right? play. Like let me I just... don't think they probably care, and that's maybe why. No, They're that's like, that's definitely it. why. That's definitely why. You know? I mean when you've got a coach that's that hanging out with a twenty year old girl taking selfies. Well I mean, what that's who you're I mean, sure, these guys are going out and partying too. Sure, absolutely. It's a party all around. Hey, everybody, right? everybody. let's go, let's go. Party hey. in the USA, as Miley Cyrus would say. <laughs> um, so that game could be postponed this weekend. And then all of a sudden, you've got Texas A&M pausing all activities on uh, Tuesday because of some positive cases that have popped up. So their game with the Tennessee Volunteers, who, oh my God, are awful right now. Holy moly. Yeah, what's it like know. covering them right now? Thankfully, um, we don't really cover them in terms of like going to games, and mm. we we like cover them during our big time sports shows on the weekend that are like half hour shows. But because the Titans are such a priority here, right. and that they've had somewhat of an in- interesting, eventful season, we're pretty much Titans twenty four seven. Um, in terms of daily coverage. Well, good so, for you. Yeah, so it's been nice not having to exactly cover Tennessee on a daily basis, but I feel bad for our friend Kellyanne Stitz, who is in our my sister station in Knoxville, because she covers the balls every day. I haven't <laughs> spoken to our friend Kellyanne in quite a while, but I, I know she's well, doing well. She's doing very well, but um, it is kind of weird for her to have to cover, you know, cover a losing team. You know, oh, she, sure. I mean, we covered the Buckeyes here together. Right, exactly. We we all know what winning is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be that just when when you post the tweet for this episode, that's just got to be it. That's all you need to post is we we all know know what winning is here. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Just nothing else. Just post it. Just press send. Just get all these nasty, nasty (laughs) remarks back. I love it. Um, so yeah, so that game could be, um, in jeopardy too, but here's the question I posed to you, Joshua, are we getting a little nervous in terms of the, the finish line here? I personally, I think about it every day, um, yeah, because my ability to work is directly tied to having football yes. games on television. Yes. Um, you know, like I'm not somebody who works at you know, just like a regular news station and there, there will be sports, general sports news that we cover. Like the only thing going in the big 10 is football. football. And that's the only thing I cover. Yeah. So I think about it constantly, but I also think about what it took for us to get to this point. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody's going to want to turn back. Like I I don't, I just, I feel like there's too much pressure, even from people who are like, you know, very cautious with COVID. Like I, I still think that a lot of those people are, well, there's a way we can still play football. Like just send everybody else home and just, just keep a campus in a bubble. Like, you know, people will jump through hoops to try to make it to the finish line. I think universities at this point, a lot of them would try to do it, especially if you're in Ohio state, if you're Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, 
Florida, Texas A&M, Indiana this year, you know, like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I, I, I feel differently than I did some months ago, just because now we're actually into it. I would say this. I think they're going to finish the season. No doubt. I just don't know who's going to be left standing. Yeah. And I mean, look, if, if one of these big time programs at the top gets hit hard, we don't know what's going to happen. That's, that's what it'll take. Think because, about that. I mean, I think my conference has done a very good job. We had obvious problems at Wisconsin and Illinois had a fair share of players out. And same thing with Minnesota. They started with some guys down, mm-hmm. but largely our teams have dealt pretty well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm saying this like knock on wood through this mm-hmm. pandemic. I feel like mm-hmm. that is reflective of a lot of the state policies and state policy makers that mm-hmm. exist here in the Midwest. I yeah. look to your conference and oh, don't say my conference. Well, that's, do I not mean, say my conference. I'm from the PAC 12. Okay. Well, I this look is the to the conference I cover. Okay. Well, I look to the conference that you're adjacent to. Currently. There we go. Okay. And the policies and the policy makers are creating an environment that would make it more difficult to achieve the end goal. Right. I look to the PAC 12, for example, and their their challenge is totally different mm-hmm. because of the 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 populations that exist yeah. like they're in heavily populated areas. So transmission yeah. is just it, that's how the science works on it. People mm-hmm. is when there's more people in a small area. Yeah, it's easier to spread than yeah. being here in the Midwest, for example, where, you know, like many Midwestern towns are, are very far spread apart. And even though cases are on, on the rise here in the Midwest, they would tend to rise slowly than if you were sure. in a New York City or a, a Los Angeles, a San Francisco, um, mm-hmm. a Seattle, you know, yeah. like some of these bigger metropolitan areas. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point that, you know, you you have to look at that, too. And so. We just have to see how it how it will play out. And again, I think, you know, they'll finish the season, they'll crown a champion, but I just I'm sure that there's a lot of things that will happen here in, in the next month or so and we'll be seeing even perhaps bowl games getting canceled, you know, because of Oh man, not not like the this. cheese it bowl. I not would, the cheese it bowl. I would just hate. I, I mean, and it would be so terrible if we'd never played the cheese it bowl. Yeah, I that's still one of those things where I think some people just they, they'll watch certain bowl games, but at this point, I just I lose track of what is what when when bowl season even starts anymore because there's so many of them. I just I think enjoy watching them. I do too, but it's kind of like gotten out of control in terms All right, of let me there's see. so many that I'm like we got the bowl schedule out. Right I don't even now. know what half of these are. All right, so let's let's go through. I'll read off some names here. Um, and they change those names all the time, too. Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Okay, that's ridiculous. The, like, have you ever on. been to a Tropical Smoothie Cafe? This is I have. There's one right down the road. I mean, pretty damn good, ain't it? It is, but my God, that is okay. way too wordy. It is. The Myrtle Beach Bowl, that's not bad. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl, which they dump the Gatorade bin full of French fries on the coach mm, at the end. I am about that every day and all day. Yes. The R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. No, so no, anybody I know into that logistics. One. 
That one's been a, a, yeah, a name for a while. Let's see. Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Nope. 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 The Serve Pro First Responders Bowl. So serve pro, what do they, they, they're like, um, if you're, if your basement's flooded, I think they're the people. Oh my God. Why don't we get Rotor Rooter Bowl in here? Oh my God. Th- there might be. <laughs> Slow your roll. I mean, okay? wait, what? Are we got the Depends Bowl? I mean, what is going it, on? Look, listen now, the, the Lending <laughs> Tree Bowl, if you need me. Now, Lending <laughs> Tree and Guaranteed Rate are both mortgage companies along with Union Home Mortgage. So the mortgage companies are really out here trying to, trying to take your money right now. Right? Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. What's Radiance Technologies? I mean, okay, some sort we'll of a technology on. company. We'll move on. The Military Bowl presented by Perspecta. What is Perspecta? I wish I knew. The Cheez-It Bowl, my favorite, being played yeah! December 29th. Camping ooh, World ooh, Stadium ooh. in Orlando, Florida, 5.30 p.m. on ESPN and the ESPN app, in case anybody was wondering. Duke's <laughs> Mayo Bowl. Duke's Mayo. Is that yep. ma- mayonnaise? I guess so. Oh my God, people. I guess what so. What is going on in this Lockheed world? Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Let's the see. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That's what that is now? Tony the Tiger. That, hey, I mean, Tony. Hey, Tony. I like the things you do. Hey, Tony. <laughs> If I could, I would be you. I think you should and do only the introduction for this. And only taste. No, yeah, I should, honestly. Go. I'm, I'm going to dress up Perry like Perry on the voiceovers, folks. There we go. Frosted flakes are more than good. All right. Um, AutoZone, the Ticketmaster, the VRBO, Chick-fil-A, Tax Slayer, Outback, PlayStation, Capital One. I mean... It's unbelievable. We should do a press pass pod bowl. Yeah. Now it might be. I might be the worst of the worst bowls, like but Case Western versus John Carroll. That's okay. That's. I mean, that's fine. It's. It's John Carroll's got a, a very good football culture. They've got some guys yeah. who are like coaches and um and you know like gms and front office people in the nfl so like that's not a very i mean there's some football history there yeah so uh blue wire how about pitching us hello hello get our name on here press pass press pass who by the way has really predicted a lot of stuff that's happened this season we have i mean i feel like we've got some of the best analysis out there for anybody who really gives a damn i know i have to like text my brother and be did you listen this week did you listen this week because i we were talking about this and and uh we did and we got this right and he's like i'll i'll listen kayla i get like so excited i feel like you told this story before and he still hasn't listened no he has he did listen did he and then he got some of his buddies over there because now when i go to look at our logistics i can see that people in california there's some people in california listening now i like that right um, speaking of California, <laughs> listen, folks, I, I had this debate with so many people about USC, you know, being the front runner or one of the front runners yeah. along with Oregon to have a chance to go to the college football playoff. We said last week that, um, Arizona state would definitely give USC a fighting chance, if not beat USC. 
I, I was about to go on Twitter and just that was all you show off to the world. You should. I mean, okay? you should have literally snipped that clip from the show and just posted right? it to your Twitter. And I was, I, mean, I felt like I that. was punched in the gut when <laughs> USC came back with two, two minutes to go and acted like they played a great game. Get out of here, USC. You weren't the better team except for two minutes of the game. And no, you're going to act like, oh, yeah, we're USC. Oh, yeah, Clay Helton's our coach. We're back. No, USC, you're not back. Back. You're not back. Call me in three or four so weeks. So sit sit down and, and let it play out a little bit further here. But anyway, uh, I was I was, if anything, more impressed with Oregon with all the teams that played in the Pac-12 than anybody. Yeah, I didn't catch that game. I saw the highlight reel. I looked through the Mm -hmm. stat sheet a little bit. Um, And if that's truly reflective of the game, that was damn impressive from Oregon. Yeah, I think that they'll probably, if they can can keep their record perfect, I think they could get a chance at getting their foot in the door in the college football playoff. Not saying that they'll – be able to compete and well, that's a whole different story there folks but uh they could be definitely um leg up on all the other teams there all right well even though sports have had a break your business did not you got to keep moving and that means hiring more important than ever indeed is here to help indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because indeed gets you the best people fast unlike other sites indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility you only pay for what you need. You can pause that account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply, and this offer is valid through December 31st. We wrap things up on Press Pass with our weekly segment called Get to Know the coach, which last week I thought it was fun because we got to know Herm Edwards. And if you listen to this podcast and watch that game, it was actually pretty cool because a lot of the things that the commentators were saying about Herm and about the coaching staff that we broke down, they they said all of it. And I was like, oh yeah, we already said this on Press Pass. Like if you let, right, if you listen to Press Pass, you already all know about Herm Edwards. So that was kind of cool because I watched the whole game and um, felt like I knew him a little bit better. So this week we get to know Miami's head coach, Manny Diaz. Now Miami, a team that has just struggled mightily since the 90s. You know, they were so big in the 90s. It was like Miami, the chains, you got all that stuff. And then it just slipped away. It was like they almost didn't exist in college football. So they've been trying to build that program. They had Mark Rick there, and that didn't work. And so they get in this Manny Diaz guy. And I, I kind of liked the hire um, just because he he's kind of a Miami guy. He knows the culture. Um, he did not play in college, Joshua. He was a three-sport athlete in high school, played football, basketball, and baseball. But he actually went to Florida State just to as a you know an undergrad and graduated. Um, didn't play football, but he got his first job with Florida State as a grad assistant. So he was very in with the program and in with the people. Uh, he just didn't play at the college level. I thought he played for some reason. Hmm. It's interesting. So yeah. I've got a, uh, I've got a thing. 
I don't prefer coaches who never played collegiate football mm-hmm. because they're always asking you to do something that they've never done before. Sure. Um, and so like, it's fundamentally just from like a leadership standpoint, it's a little bit of a sticking point for me, mm-hmm. but I, I also have respect for basically like 99% of coaches because they were all a GA at one point. And yeah. I just know how raggedy our GAs had to live and how sure. abused they were by like our coaching staff and sometimes players to where it's like, okay, you earned your stripes. But it's, it, it is interesting to see someone like transition out of like, Hey, I'm a regular student, just hop into being a GA and then just like yeah. take everything in stride because that is like a complete 180 from just regular college life. No, it is. And it's, you hear coaches, and this is why we do this segment. Cause you, I thought it'd be interesting to learn about all these coaches across the country and, and how they got to where they are and you know, what type of people they are, because everybody has a different story, right? Mm-hmm. It, especially, I mean, everybody has a different story in life and on our side of things, on the broadcasting side, we all have different stories. Um, and until you know, people's stories, people are real quick to judge you. People are real quick to put you in a category. And I just kind of, I am always that type of person who I want to always do my research first before I make a judgment. For sure. Now I can, I can do my research and not like what I see, or I can actually (laughs) know your past because I'm real, like, especially in the broadcast world, I'm really in with that kind of stuff. I, I know where people have been because my journey has been opposite of many people, uh, that, get to the top real quick. So For sure. I, I'm, I'm one to do my investigating on that. The real report coming to. out of me. Right. But yeah. yeah, so that's why it's kind of fun to learn about these coaches. And I, I thought it was funny. You had mentioned like, you know, he went to Florida state and gets his first job as a grad assistant. And it, you know, you look at his background, he's got a political background because his dad was uh, a, a mayor. Uh, Manny Diaz is his dad. So he's Manny Diaz jr. And so he's kind of got that political upraising, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, political people, politicians, they're, they can be smooth. They can know how to talk. They can know how smooth to do. Smooth is a, a really nice way of putting it. <laughs> you know, you know how they get smooth? <laughs> it's because they grease them up so good. That's how they get smooth. It's all yeah, really the slime. But, exactly. you know, there's a lot of slime there. on a lot of politicians. <laughs> but I'm exactly. not saying Manny Diaz is a slimy guy, though. I would never say that because I don't know him at all. But. You know, he probably learned how to talk that talk, though. Oh, sure. You especially at least when it comes to, you know, getting that first job. That's never easy. Um, You got to learn to talk that talk. But I will say this about um, Manny Diaz. And I'm going to I'm going to just look really quick because at his uh, Wikipedia page. But he um, I will say this about him. He has gone. He's been a lot. I mean, he's only 46. Hmm. And he's been through the ringer. Like he went to North Carolina state where he was like another GA there, then a linebackers coach, then a safeties coach. Then he went to middle Tennessee, my neck of the woods right here where he was a D coordinator, safeties coach, uh, linebackers coach. Then he went to Mississippi state and then he went to Texas. Then he went to law tech, then the Mississippi state again, and then went to Miami and started there as a defensive coordinator and then became the head coach. So he has gone through the ringer. It's been a pretty typical journey. <laughs> right? This is He's what been coaches all over do. The place. That, this coaches, is exactly what they do. It's crazy. They live yeah. a crazy life, folks. They do. 
Um, you got to give him a little bit respect sometimes, but anyway, so yeah, that was kind of his journey. Obviously he's there at Miami. I think he's, he's doing okay things. I think he relates to his players. Um, I know it's a COVID year, but, um, they're a top 10 team mm -hmm. and Miami fell way the hell off way off yeah, for a while. Yep. And I think that he's gotten that funk off of the program. Mm-hmm. And again, like I, I really don't know very much about this coach. Like he's one of the few major That's college coaches that, that I don't have a ton of opinions about. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll pat him on the back right now though. Cause I know that's a very difficult job just based off of recruiting alone. Um, yeah. but I mean, he's, he's got the stank off that job. So good for him. Yeah. I mean, that's, let's, let's say that's step one, right? Yeah. Getting, getting all the crap that comes along with Miami and, and getting, I guess just getting guys in there that actually aren't going to get kicked off the team or aren't going to yes. quit, you know, I mean, yes. that's a step in the right direction as well. So give him a little bit of credit. I know we're in a COVID year, but you know, he's, he's had this team in the top 10. It looks like they're, they're moving right along. Maybe the attention's not all on them. That's a really good thing because they can go about their business and do their thing. Um, the last thing about him that I thought was hilarious is of course he's got, I mean, he has a tie to ESPN and this was a job that coming out of college, Joshua, I actually flew over to ESPN to interview for a uh, PA job. It's their production assistant job over there. It's uh, very hard to get an interview. I, I knew somebody over there is probably the only reason I even got an interview, but, um, he served as a PA at ESPN. So he worked behind the scenes so what those guys do and gals do is they cut highlights, they edit things together. So he actually knows how to do this stuff. And the last highlight he, reel he cut was the 1997, speaking of the Masters, it is Masters week. That was the last uh, reel he cut for ESPN was the 1997 Masters. Thought that was fitting that we we are in the middle of uh, starting up Masters week here. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty damn fitting. That's a right? pretty cool piece of information you found there. Yeah. So I thought that was awesome. He's got the tools too behind the scenes. If they ever need him to make a a highlight reel at Miami, he knows how to do it. It's a good skill to have on that editing machine. I'll tell you. Well, that is a wrap for this edition of uh, press pass. We had some fun today. I felt like I, I felt like I laughed a little because it's been a stressful last few days with all that technology, technology stuff that hit me. So I'm, I'm glad that we were able to, you know, share some laughs get some digs in on our, our favorite programs, <laughs> all and that I good definitely stuff. Agree. You know, we got to take the shots at the programs as you know, when we can, I know. Right. And I never feel bad about it because a lot you of shouldn't. the times we're, we're right. And like, it's a, it's a free world. <laughs> well, here, here it is for me is <laughs> you're right. A lot of the times we are right. Other times when we're wrong, we're eventually <laughs> going to be right. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> And then, and then when you have a program that is pretty much only susceptible to being crapped on like once or twice a year, like it's easy for me to sit here and throw stones because I look, yeah. what, what are you going to say about my program? You can't, you can't say anything exactly. because we always right? win. Exactly. So it's all good. Um, oh, speaking of, just wanted to let you guys know this coming down the Alabama game with LSU. Um, I don't know why I said Auburn. I don't know why I said Auburn. LSU had the positive cases that was going to postpone potentially the Alabama game, which now officially has postponed. Auburn had just shut down their facilities on Tuesday due to positive cases. So let's talk about this. You said 
obviously Alabama because of LSU, they're not playing. Um, mm -hmm. Auburn shut down. Uh, Mississippi State, or they're shut down again, right? Texas A&M. Texas A&M shut down. Yep. Yeah. Damn. So, they I shut mean, down some stuff today. I I know there were some quotes from from Leach and uh, his. I mean, they said like. I think they said that his program barely has the 53 guys to play a game right now. And then yeah. he went on and, and made some quote about like, you know, it depends on what you listen to, what protocols you should follow or something stupid like that. So it's, it's so crazy. And that's what I'm saying, you guys, I mean, we could get off this podcast and, and there's two more games postponed. I mean, that, that's just the world we're living in. Right. So and I brace for more changes this weekend when it comes to the college football playoff uh, or college football schedule. Hopefully your teams will, will be playing this weekend. Joshua, uh, good luck to the Ohio State Buckeyes this weekend. Uh, my Cougs already have a victory in the books, so hopefully yes. we got another one coming here soon. Love it. Love it. Uh, where can they go to follow you on social media? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RIP underscore JEP. Um, always looking to have some conversation, always looking to share some football knowledge or just even worldly knowledge if you're interested. Yeah. So holla at your boy. And you can follow me. Don't be afraid, folks. I won't hack into you. I promise. <laughs> just Kayla don't click the link. Right? At Kayla Anderson TV on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, give us a follow on our Instagram at PressPassPod. As always, go give us a rate and review. If you don't subscribe, we would truly appreciate it. It is the holidays. It is the time of giving. So give us a little click there and subscribe to Press Pass Podcast. You'll have a lot of fun along the way. I'll guarantee you that much. Uh, we appreciate it. You guys have a splendid week, and we will be back here with another edition of Press Pass next week. Take care. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com/safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.